welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Welcome to episode 118. Today, our guest is Susie Selby from Selby Winery in Healdsburg. Welcome, Susie. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be a guest with you. I'm excited because we get to start our morning with some Selby Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite of your wines is your Merlot. I have always, that's been my go-to winery for Merlot. So I'm super excited. We have a little uh, uh, 2018 here in the studio, and I'm not sure. I know you're at home. I'm not sure if you're sipping Merlot in the morning, but you know, that's we how are. we do. Of course, <laughs> of course I'm sipping Merlot in the morning. Merlot, Merlot is probably the perfect red breakfast wine. Yeah. So everyone should be sipping Merlot in the morning right now. Absolutely. All right. Doctor's orders. There you go. Tip of the day. Yeah. Oh, so uh, how are you uh, holding up? Have you, you gotten through harvest? Everything's kind of wrapped up, I would assume, at this point. And I, I must say that it has been one of the more challenging harvests that I have experienced. And I've, I'm on harvest number 23, I believe. So yeah. it's um, def- definitely a lot of factors. You know, Can't imagine fire. what those would be. <laughs> I know. It's, I know. A, it's interesting. I was just going to say, I do a lot of different events with winemakers. And anytime we ask, you know, different you know, ask winemakers, what do you remember about the, you know, vintage 2012 or, you know, 1982? People can remember exactly. I think, how do you remember? But I'm pretty sure that when we ask about 2020, <laughs> everyone will remember. Oh, yes. Yes. For for many different reasons. Yeah. But I think, I, I do think that between the pandemic and the fires, that some positive things have come out of it. So it's it's not completely negative, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That's good. I agree. I'm finding some good things. I know um, one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you on the show, other than I was hoping you'd, you know, give us the Merlot. (laughs) Um, I've really, really loved your interviews that you've been doing yourself with uh, different winemakers and different people in town. So you want to talk a little bit about that and where people can see those? Oh, yeah. I would love to talk about that. So that's when the pandemic started. You know, I, I almost... I feel like there was almost more anxiety when it started because we didn't know how long it was going to last. We didn't. We were anxious. It reminded me a little bit of nine uh, eleven, mm-hmm. where we had a few months where we were all, you know, obviously it was a big market upheaval, but we also right. didn't know what to expect. Right. And um, and there wasn't a lot of. Um, we were just sort of sitting in our own environment, not sure what to do, and. My thought when I started doing these interviews was if people are home, part of the way to alleviate anxiety and, and that type of thing was to add a little levity and bring wine country to them. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want people to forget we're out here. Right. You know, I know they're in Chicago or St. Louis or wherever they are. I know everybody's buying wine because wine sales are up. But I just wanted to humanize the industry a little bit. And I also wanted to demonstrate that there is a sense of uh, collaboration. Mm-hmm. And I think that sense of collaboration is something that has not been as strong in the wine industry, whether you're Napa, Sonoma, Paso Robles, um, as it should be. And um, so I decided to start interviewing people. And my, my first interview, I just used a, a cell phone and a tripod 
<laughs> and then I came across a couple of guys, uh, Michael Deloche and Rob Olmsted, and they were really interested in learning the technology of filming and live streaming. Mm-hmm. And so they really kicked it up a notch, and we're, we've been on a learning curve together, but they're focused on the tech, technological side of it. And I've been gathering different guests, and I'm on, I think I'm on, this will be episode 23, but I've basically done it um, once a week since COVID started. And it's been really fun and really interesting. And I think it's also given the guests I'm interviewing a chance to get out and a chance to talk about what they do. And and by the way, it's not all winemakers. Um, I've had other industry people participate, and and it's a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. And, you know, all these people are are very interesting, to say the least. You know, I I love it. And... On my personal social media pages, I, I you know I can't share 200 of our winery members every video that they do and every interview they have, but I've I have made a point of about three or four of our different members and you being one of them, of sharing what you're doing on my page because it's not Susie Selby talking about Susie Selby wines and selling your wine. It's really you're showcasing other wineries, like you said, and other businesses, and just it's just this great conversation. So those are the ones that I do share. I do think people do want to see that. You know, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like, don't forget about us. We're out here. Right. There's some pretty unique ways that people have um, entered into the industry. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think that the general public is aware of how tough this industry is. Oh, you know, it's, definitely it's, not. It's hard. Yeah, definitely not. I think everyone thinks, oh, you own a winery, you live in a chateau, and life is perfect. (laughs) And and that's just not the case. I mean, I know enough. (laughs) I think it's all glamour and chandeliers. (laughs) No, it's really small business and farming and hard work. Yeah, definitely. But at the same time, we have a a really great lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that comes through on these videos. You know, we're drinking wine and maybe eating charcuterie or something like that. and, And really... We do that. Right. Yeah, it's real. It's real. It's not <laughs> this is fake. just Tuesday. <laughs> we do this. This is right. not a prop. Right. <laughs> and, and that cheese and charcuterie is locally made. Yeah. I mean, it's all yes. living here, too. The lifestyle can't be beat. No, and there's so many of these families that are interconnected. I, I, every, like every fourth uh, person I speak to, their relatives were somehow affiliated with Italian Swiss colonies. So right. it's crazy. Yeah, I've come and across it, that a lot. Yeah, it just keeps coming up. But but it's been it's been really fun and I'm and thank you and I appreciate your support in this. But you know, t- today I'm interviewing um, Mark McWilliams from Arista and we both have a Texas connection, but coming up I'm going to be interviewing Andy Katz. And oh, yeah. I'm really just gonna talk uh-huh. about photography with him. Yeah. It was I said, do you, do you want to talk about aperture? He goes, no, I want to drink Selby wine and talk about photography. That's <laughs> like, great. Anything you want to talk about is great. That so is cool. It's been fun. It's been fun. So thank you. That's great. I love it. Um, so are you in the tasting room at this point very often, or what's happening there on the tasting room front? Well, I am. I, I What I'd like to do is I, I was sort of laying low to see what was going to happen with tourism and that type of thing. Right. and. And I think we're, I think this model is here to stay. Yes. And so I'm really going to make an effort to elevate 
the tasting experience at Selby. You know, we're fortunate we have that outdoor. We have the perfect outdoor spot for it. You do, yeah. We, we already we already have a tent, so we're going to be able to to put a tent up and and surf people and and that type of thing. Um, I just haven't jumped all in until until I saw what happened, and I also really more than anything want to focus on keeping uh, tourists safe right. and our employees safe. And right. it's it's crazy, crazy, Beth. I'm sh- I'm sure you completely, or both of you completely understand the concept of fires being so outrageously stressful that you don't even think about the pandemic. Right. Exactly. Uh, right. It's like when COVID becomes the least of your worries. Right. Right. You know, that's tough. But I think we're at the edge of fire season. Um, but to answer your question, I am spending time in the tasting room, but I'm a little more behind the scenes just making mm-hmm. sure that people are following the rules. And it's, you know, it's not about individuals. It's about all of us as a group. So I, you know, I believe in wearing masks. I believe in using hand sanitizer and washing yeah. your hands. Everyone does have to think through and what can you do to make it enticing for people to come and keep them safe and keep your staff safe. It's it's also just finding new ways to sell wine, to present right. wine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm starting to do, I do a lot of um, Zoom winemaker dinners. Uh-huh. That's becoming more popular. And, um, you know, it's, it's in a couple of different formats, but in places like Florida where um, uh, there are pretty open at the moment Mm -hmm. they just have a room full of people and i'm on a screen oh yeah and and then i had other things like country clubs where the club they it's country clubs where people live on property basically and the the uh, staff will deliver the meal and then i'll go through the courses with them and they each they each are zooming and they can zoom together as a group if they're social distancing together so you know people are being creative and ways of making sort of the old things still happen. That's fun. I mean, people are being creative for sure, but it's also an enormous amount of work. I mean, yeah, I can see a ton of wineries who are really dialed in on how to do the um, pre-sale packages of wine and then do a wine tasting via Zoom, you know, with their customers who've ordered the wine and and trying to make that work. I mean, it's different. And I mean, market upheavals like this are an opportunity to be creative. Yeah. But it's, you know, I, I did not, I, technology has never been my strong point because wine is not dependent on technology right. until now. Right. And, you know, the, the winemaking process is still not dependent on technology, but, yeah, you know, we, we share information now, so... Mm-hmm. We have a lot of ingenuity, and we always figure stuff out, mm-hmm. and we we have a lot of creativity collectively, and I think our region, it's hard because we just don't know where things are going, but as we adapt, I think we, we become better, so that's what I look for. I look for just all that we go through just creates that next big thing mm-hmm. and makes us all stronger and better, and we're just, you have to be inventive, and sometimes we it, being forced to be inventive is not fun, but good things can come from that. I agree with that. I just, you know, some, um, you know, my heart sort of goes out to some, especially some of the newer wineries who just weren't in a uh, 
they didn't have the da- database to be right. able to utilize technology. Yeah, that's tough. And that's, it's very hard. It's very hard. And, and they're really more reliant on, um, you know, people showing up. And, and they're missing out on that right now. So that's, that's hard. That's what's hard. Exactly. And like with, for the wine road, we used to put on, you know, these big events and wineries for the most part seem to participate in those events, not so much to sell some wine, but to meet new customers and to possibly get wine club members and, you know, just introduce their wine to new people. And so without those, yeah, it is hard. You can't keep reaching back to the same group that you already have, but we're being creative. And really, I think that your, your video interviews are awesome. Um, I've mentioned um, a couple other times, I, Jim Ricard's, uh, Jay Ricard's Winery, he has done some great ones that are really vineyard-related to that I've loved, like when he had talking about his owl boxes in the vineyard and, and just different things that I think people who can't come here and can't visit, you know, they're still staying connected but learning more about the bigger, broader picture of managing a vineyard, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, no, I'm actually going to start doing a series with Chris Boland, who's the uh, director of farming for Atlas, Oh yeah, um, and I'm going to start. We're going to start now to show a, a year of a vineyard, everything that takes place out in a vineyard. So, so trying. I, I I really was trying to keep my sense of humor as much as possible. There are a few <laughs> pretty funny videos that I did in between. So, so I, I'm I'm trying to keep it light if I can. But my my, my sense of I don't think I've lost. I'm now no no sense of humor. It's just I'm cracking up. <laughs> Yesterday, I was doing a video, and and the person video was like, oh, my God, Beth, the outtakes, because I couldn't remember Wine Road. Like, I'd say, hey, it's Beth from, and then I, I just was completely blank. <laughs> like, I know it's, what is it? Oh, yeah, Wine Road. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I am. <laughs> you know, I I think just given what's happening in the country, um, I, I think tourism is going to come back here. And one of the reasons I say that is a friend of mine was in Monterey a couple of weekends ago and said it is packed every weekend and all the hotels are full and people are not going to be flying, especially coronavirus, right. and they want to do stuff. Yeah, they- I, I agree. So that's, we're getting an overwhelming uh, amount of phone calls just in the last maybe two weeks of people wanting to know who is open for sure and what do I have to do to go wine tasting? What are the regulations and what's going to happen? And, you know, as soon as you're explaining how it's, I've said to them, it's like the the silver lining is that every experience is going to be customized to you. You're going to have your own table. You're going to make a reservation. And, you know, it's just going to be all about you. And you're going to have an hour to sit there and relax and enjoy the wine and, you know, the little mental health break. So, you know, people just need to be reassured. But there's definitely an influx of phone calls to our office with people asking. So that is a encouraging sign. I'm excited about that. Well, one thing that I thought could potentially be helpful is if, there was a, you know, as we promote Sonoma County, and, and by the way, on my uh, Facebook and Instagram posts, I promote by Sonoma County Wine. Yeah, I'm not yeah. promoting Stalby, but right. um, I think if there were a, if all of us promoted the fact that we have standardized rules right. and systems so that it's safe to be up here, yeah, that's and right. everybody followed those rules, that really might be, because I think that could be a good selling point because people people are scared. That is a and, huge selling point. And also just how to travel. I get the AAA magazine, um, the Auto Club, and this month 
they had a great article on how you, as a visitor, prepare, what you should do, you know, what to carry, what to bring with you, what to expect. And I think that's another part of it, just educating the traveler, you know, here's the things you should do, and the place you're going is going to do what they need to do. Well, that is good. It would be really nice if we had that countywide feeling. I think that's an excellent point. On the winroad.com, there's a, there is a link that says, you know, winery is safe or something like that. And it, if a customer were to click on it, it shows you know, the protocols that are in place for, for wineries that are members of the Wine Road and what they are for sure doing and how that's in compliance with the Sonoma County and the Wine Institute and the governor's office. So it's, I mean, we've made it really clear. I don't know that people see that, but I think that's something that we should, you know, it's worth calling that out. Good, good idea. Yeah. Yeah, see brains together. I know yeah. it's because I've been drinking Merlot in the morning. <laughs> it's the Merlot that sparked the creativity. Yeah, but, yeah, the Merlot will do it every time. But, you know, just something like Sonoma Space. Right. I mean, right. that that would just be a great mm-hmm. thing. No matter where you go, this is what's going to happen. Right. Okay, so uh, you did mention Barn Diva. So do you have any other spots that, you know, when you have customers that you are talking to that you recommend around town that you think are great for, you know, visitors are coming? And if they're, you know, between tasting wine, Barn Diva is an awesome restaurant. So that's a good recommendation. And what else is, because your taste room is well, right in Healdsburg. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Bravis is doing a good job outside if people want to sit down. And um, the Let has a fabulous new outdoor patio. It's beautiful. You actually feel like you're inside a restaurant. And, again, it's very safe and things are distanced. Um, another big suggestion I have is I'm a big fan of um, Pete Segacio's place, Journeyman, uh-huh. Pete uh-huh. and Kathy Segacio's. Uh-huh. And I think now that when tourists are coming in, they're spending a lot more time outside, and the hotels are providing places to uh, be together outside. Mm-hmm. I can get charcuterie from Barndiva or get a pizza from Pavondo. I think getting things to go to take out is just a much more popular way to go. And I think with the, um, the social distancing, people have more of a focus on it's sort of old-fashioned, sitting down and talking to each other. I, it exactly. seems like there's a little bit right. less focus on the phones as there used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, all you're seeing is bad news. So why do exactly. It? Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you don't look at it, it's not happening. That's my new plan. <laughs> I think you've made a really important point. I, for the first time, went to an outdoor event at a winery last week, and... Nobody was on their phone. It was like, I, it was so Because you're excited so funny. to finally see people. Yeah, and people were really engaging and, you know, they were safe and separated or, you know, distanced. But everyone was really happy to see people and just talking in person, not on their phone. I think you're right. There's nothing good on the phone anyways. But um, that, that, there's a silver lining right there. You know, put the phone down. I know. Be with I know. somebody. Yeah, and that's why, that's why getting, focusing on the, the restaurants, Sachi, on the places that have uh, things to go. And, you know, we've been to Europe, and Europe uh, outdoor dining stays open all year round. Right. Because it's small, small towns with a large amount of tourists. And right. You, see, you know, you see the tents and the, 
piazzas and that, that type of thing. And, and I see no reason why we can't continue through uh, wintertime like this. And you know, we still have a moderate climate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we should get through quite a bit of, uh, yeah. with the weather we have. And it's going to look cuter downtown because um, <laughs> this was my project last week. Um, the Healdsburg Chamber, you know, the restaurants, a lot of them, or even the winery tasting rooms, have done like little parklets in front of their building. But it's those big orange barricades that, you know, cities put up. So um, they put out a call to me, wondered if I could round up some wine barrels. They wanted oh, about 50 or, 50 or 60, and I had 200 wine barrels in about an hour. <laughs> so I think that downtown Healdsburg is going to look super cute. All the areas that are blocked off for the outdoor things are going to have wine barrels. It'll, it'll look cute. I think our our little towns are having more of a European feel because many, like Santa Rosa, people shutting down the main street. Mm-hmm. And the other towns are actually working with artists also. I know I was on a call yesterday with the Windsor Chamber, and for their outdoor dining, they've uh, custom built these partitions, and then they worked with artists, local artists, to paint designs on all these partitions. So, I mean, each partition is a piece of art. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be worth to go and wander through town and check it out. So, Yeah. So I'm going to mention one other uh, restaurant that you mentioned was Journeyman Meat. And if you can't get here, I highly recommend they have a um, Salumi Club. And I've given that as a gift. I think it's a super cool thing. I think there's four or six shipments a month, you know, with uh, all the different uh, descriptions of each custom-made little whatever package is sent. So they're cool. Journeyman Meat. So let's see. Anything else new we need to talk about, Susie? Anything else people need to know about Selby? Do you have uh, new releases available right now or anything like that people need to know? Oh, well, you know, again, I'm big on Merlot Month. And, <laughs> uh, you know, other than that, I'm I'm focusing on um, a few esoteric bridles like uh, Barbera. Oh. And I have a little bit of Sangiovese. Mm, nice. But um, I'm all about... The reason I make wine is because I love food so much, and I really encourage um, people to uh, work with food and wine pairing because it's a fun thing to do at home. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting ready to – I have a lot of recipes. I'm going to start publishing my recipes and my food and wine pairings on the website because just because it's fun. Yeah. So so that's really what's around the corner, and I'm I'm trying to – you know, write more things and be a little more entertaining. I, so I love that you have going to have a Barbera. Hmm, I love that. Check it out. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good. And I think um, the educational opportunities right now for people who like wine and food are tremendous and take advantage of it. I mean, now's the time to learn how to cook a souffle, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Uh, SNL had a whole skit about that about last week, about, you know, all the things that we were going to do, <laughs> but have, have yet to do. <laughs> I haven't done that. Uh, I haven't done much of anything. I, I actually have. I had, a, I had a lot of eggs. I have chickens at the winery, so I decided to um, try a souffle. It's, normally, I would say it's easier than it looks. It is not <laughs> so people who do a good job of hats off to you. If nothing else, it makes you appreciate things. You have to channel yeah. your inner Julia yeah. Child. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah, yeah, Not that's ambitious. Yeah, it, it was ambitious, but 
somebody somebody asked me about my schedule and I I said, well, you know, let me check. Well, it looks like I'm free every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know it's hard to I know. Of that. <laughs> well, so what were you going to pair with that souffle? Uh, well, actually, when I made it was a cheese souffle, and I started out by thinking I would, you know, try. I tried a lot of different wines with it, and ultimately, it worked best with my uh, Grenache. Oddly, oh yeah. It, it was it was extremely rich, uh-huh. and so a, a rich red was too much. It killed the Chardonnay, but um, but it ended up doing really well with Grenache because Grenache has higher acidity, and so it sort of uh, cuts the the heavy cheese. And also, egg um, dishes go well with Grenache overall. I think. Yes, yeah. yeah. So cool. I'm learning a lot myself. You know, and, and just. You know, keep in mind, I'm doing this alone with my cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Marcy, do you have anything else you want to share? Do you have any books or anything? Or are we just going to wrap this up? I don't. Okay, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, Susie, I think uh, we're going to wrap up our show. I am so excited that you joined us this morning. I... Uh, we'll have links to your uh, videos on our little show notes and things, and we'll we'll be talking about it more. You know, there's some super cool people on there. So there's so your second you career. Your <laughs> yeah, next yeah. Career, next career. <laughs> yeah, All right. Exactly. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put this Merlot in the show notes, of course, mm-hmm. as well. And so we'll finish it before we go home. Wine. And uh, <laughs> thank you, Susie, for being with us. Oh, thank you. Have a fabulous okay, day. Okay, thanks. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.